Hi guys, welcome to a very special episode of um, On the Watchers. Not because the movie's special, um, but because we're all here in person. Yay! I am looking at these people. I'm looking at Isaac for the first time in I don't know how long. It it's been Yay. a very long so time. Joyful. <laughs> yeah. We're rejoicing together. Yes, we are. Reunited once again. Uh, yeah, so that's um, the first episode like this, but we are reviewing... Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, a movie about, I guess it was named Stephen Lawson or something. Jonathan, Jonathan Lawson. Lawson, the guy <laughs> who made Rent. Um, now, when you make a biopic about someone... You mean biopic? Bi- <laughs> bi- oh, no, no. I got him! I got him! <laughs> anyway. No, we agreed on biopic, I'm, not biopic. I'm going to resign from the show. Yeah, now. Please, <laughs> Damn it. <please. laughs> Anyway, when you make a biopic about someone, you usually go in under the circumstance that that person's life is, you know, interesting or noteworthy. After watching this movie, I can say that Jonathan Larson's life was not interesting or noteworthy. He made a play. I didn't see the play, so I can't oh say how God, good it is. It's not a play. It's a musical. You're going to drive it me It doesn't fucking, fucking matter. <laughs> That's like saying this isn't a movie. It's a musical. <laughs> Do all movies have characters singing? No. no. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's, it's not a musical movie. movie. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Like, like this what? movie is what? a musical. <laughs> yeah, this is a, and musical Rent is a musical play. Rent is a musical play. No, this is a musical movie. Wait, musical. There's no such thing as a musical play. Yes, that's Rent. Wait, okay. so anyway, I'm just confused at this point. Musical yeah. play, whatever. Rent. I I saw the movie Rent. The movie sucked ass, but I don't know about the show. so many people. Too bad. The movie has bad scores. Didn't Joe like offend a lot of people for um in vivo when he said the Rent wasn't funny? I don't care. He's not funny. Well, at this point, let's chalk another loss for Lin-Manuel Miranda in my book. Because so far, I've seen Hamilton, In the Heights, Vivo, and this. And he's one for three. I liked In the Heights. I really liked In the Heights. This movie, though, it's just... I get what it's trying to do. It just does not do it, like, well. And Like, st- this guy's life wasn't interesting or noteworthy at all. It's not, and Maybe it feels that's impersonal. What's special about it. No. Maybe he's just an ordinary guy who's trying to make his mark on the world, and he did after he died, which is even sadder. None of you had an emotional connection to this story. No, at all. I, I sort of did. Being well, creative people. <laughs> This story is for creative people. That's yeah. why I it resonated with me so much. I, I just I say this movie isn't for creative people because it goes the movie it's about a creative person, but the way it it um you know portrays these things are so surface value, like so surface, so like shallow that there is no real point in showing this to anybody who has lived through a similar experience. So what is shallow about it? It's just like it, there is no bes- besides the second half of this um, second act, which I did like. I feel like it's just portray- it, like Marriage Story. It's portrayal without any commentary. It's like this movie is like a mirror, and that's about it. And it's a mirror held up to the most reflective part of someone's life. You know, so like if you went through an experience like this, you've probably already reflected on it more than this movie cared to. And I just don't see the um. Po- again, I like the second half of the second act, but then it loses momentum again. And it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I just don't, I, I just thought it was kind of shallow surface level. And again, I don't think that Lawson, like the most interesting part of Lawson's life, you know, were not really portrayed in this movie. Um, you know, which would probably be Rent when he went all the way. This is kind of half of a movie. Well, he wasn't alive during Rent, unfortunately. I mean, he he wrote it and then he had an aneurysm when he was 35. So I just, I didn't really know that about Jonathan Larson. I knew who he was and I have seen um, Rent. But I just think that this movie is so simplistic and it works for that reason. Like, when you say it's shallow, Joe, I just have to disagree because there's so much simplicity in the in life's moments. In a time that was not simple, you know, this movie takes place during um, the AIDS crisis, and which was uh, a big inspiration for uh, Jonathan Larson's uh, To Write Rent. And I feel like all of his shows... Um, deal with human emotion, human experience, what it means to be a, a human. But this movie is really, um, really delves deep into what it's like to be a creative that feels like they're running out of time. And that just really resonated with me because that's how I feel every day of my life. Um, I will say that this movie had some interesting director's choices. I think that Lin-Manuel is a talented guy and I think that this movie really worked for the most part but um there were some shots that were weird I really enjoyed the format the most going back because for you guys don't know this but Tick Tick Boom is um it's a musical rock opera not a play and a rock monologue just like how this isn't a movie (laughs) how this is a movie there's also a musical that Musical is based play. on the movie. Heather's <laughs> isn't a movie, it's a comedy drama. <laughs> you mean it's a biopic? No, Musical it's drama. not, not a, a movie. It's a, it's a biopic. No. Heather's isn't, isn't it a biopic? No, it's, we're talking about not. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, no Tick Tick Boom is semi Boom is semi- kind of a biopic. It's semi You mean biopic. I mean biopic because that's the way to say it. Biopic. Isaac, if you'll turn to your quote book, um, <laughs> biopic <laughs> is in there. I got it. Yeah. So I gave <laughs> Isaac his Christmas present today. So um, we're going to take a brief recess until he can yeah. find the Christmas I thought biopic. Why does it cross out Joe? Because Joe originated the quote, but you are adapting it as your <laughs> oh, own. Okay. You, you popularized it. like that. They're all from something, but you... Like, for example, I'm bolted to the wall is, is from The Beauty and the Beast and Enchanted Christmas. But is it's not Wait, you yours. saw that movie? No, I just know oh, okay. that I had to research where it was from. <laughs> Wait, did you research like a bunch of these quotes? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. It was it was hard work. That's why I hope you don't throw uh, it out. You even got Bill Murray on this. Yeah, Bill, Bill Murray is a, yeah. is a recent Bill uh, It just sounds more, it just, it's just more fun to say than Bill Murray. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Um, Isaac, but getting back to well, something, I feel like Isaac like, hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> oh, <shit>. I mean, like, <laughs> I could say that I really enjoyed the cinematography in this um, movie. I guess, like, the only thing like that made me kind of lost it. I, I guess, like, the one thing is like what, like, one of the songs when they're in the um, diner and like Andrew Garfield sings a song of 
about I forgot what the song I was fucking about. love Sunday that scene brunch. because that's literally so true when you got Joe have you you've only worked at Giant right yeah you guys have never worked in food service so you literally do not know how true that song is that is literally every single Sunday when you work at a restaurant Sunday brunch man you better hunker down and be- bring armor bring weapons people will yell at you scream at you throw shit at you like literally it's ridiculous how i was laughing at that song i have in my notes I didn't omg like that song that this much. diner song is hilarious <laughs> well and then there's just did any of you recognize anyone in that Lin, scene Lin, 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 i didn't recognize ridland manual miranda that's it that he was the only one you recognized mm-hmm. yeah, well, originally i'm the, done here well originally they were getting <laughs> you guys aren't real broadway fans. I, I no we're not actually we <laughs> fake i, I, I did read I into seen it a single broadway show in my disgusting. life i did read into it a bit and I, apparently the cast of in the woods was supposed into the woods was supposed to be in there but then which i what i find interesting an interesting choice is that this movie was made during COVID and instead of waiting, you know, until they didn't have to follow COVID restrictions, um, my buddy Lynn decided <laughs> to instead just shoot it with the restrictions and put like gimped scenes. Like there's supposed to be scenes that was shot in public that he could have probably shot now or even like half a year ago. And I think that kind of shows that maybe he didn't care a lot about the project and he just wanted to get it done because i don't know how any I mean, good like director time, like he's working on a bunch of projects yeah, yeah well i guess that's his but he's like the seth MacFarlane of musicals <laughs> yeah, he just does a bunch <laughs> and it's like he doesn't one he of them's is good. hamilton he's non-stop he yeah. doesn't he doesn't stop writing and working yeah uh much like jonathan larson who uh, uh seth you know i think i really enjoy how this movie delves into the creative process and I want to know if you guys found uh, any of that relatable. Uh, I like the scene that the actually the move. My favorite scene is one that the movie kind of ruins, um, and that's the scene that the fight between the guy uh, Larson and his uh, girlfriend um, at the time. According to real life accounts, they were on and off. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like that scene where it's get ruined by like cuts to the song continuously. Yeah, I did not like. I hate I th- that. That's that a song. Good no, good, I don't care I'm if it's not, a good I'm not song. I think it's a good song, the, but it has no purpose. The, in, like it's horrible. It's like it, weirdly inappropriate. I it, I thought it was inappropriate. It's a it, like it's a good song, but it's a good song that distracts from a good scene, which makes yeah. it a bad song. Like in a you could have like you you could have made the scene a lot better by removing the song. Like, it's like wildly and wildly I thought, inappropriate. Well, I thought maybe that, if you added the song after the fight. I don't know. I, uh, I don't think no, that I don't think either. that I don't think the song. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I just like think remove the song in general. No, I think no. the song could have been in the movie, but it would have to be in a different scene. This scene was good enough to carry itself emotionally. I just didn't like the whiplash of keep going back and yeah. forth. I really like that scene, but it just kept cutting back to this mm-hmm. thing that really added nothing and tried to yeah. put a comedic effort into a scene that the audience should be taking it seriously. I think it was comedic. I think that it was extre- he, like... He had, a like shit, he had a shit-eating grin on the whole time and they were doing this <laughs> shit and like they were making, they were cracking jokes. They're it was a trying song. to show that relationships make you unstable. But it's and, like, a comedic it's, way well, of doing it. Well, it's kind of comedic but it's kind of in the way, it's like an annoyance comedic. It's like in the scene... But I don't get like why movie. that's needed for this specific scene, you know? Because like it's the low point of the, of the movie. It's not the low Low point. Isn't it the low point? No, the low point is his fight with 
his friend Michael. That's the low point, and he's put in his little place. Yeah. Couldn't there be two low points? Well, I think I think it's part of a bigger. Yeah, well, oh, there's okay. the whole movie just kind of roller coasters between high and low points mm-hmm. because that's what life is. That's what Jonathan Larson's life was. It was a collection of high and low points. Yeah, and I I liked that scene. I thought the argument was honestly kind of. Like it was just skimming the surface, and therapy gave. I just it think that like, the argument, like it didn't hit me with the argument scene. What I really liked about the argument scene was the part where he starts making a song out of it. I thought that was really, I, I, you know, I thought that was really, you know, interesting, and that's something that creative people do. Yeah. Um, but there's just not enough of that. There's not enough of those things that kind of delve deeper. Um, but that's what that was also the second half of the second act. You know, that's part of the things that I liked um, about the movie. I forget what else there was because there was there a, is so much to unpack with this movie. There's really not. It's so fun. <laughs> I literally have like not many notes about this movie. Well, I think I have tons. Let's see. I can't help but feel like my time. Okay. So okay, like the I like the advertising scene starting to grow on me. Um, and then it's like I don't like the Rosa character, and then I said the Is movie the, dies Rosa? with the play. Rosa, the agent. Yeah, I thought I don't oh, like that, that. And then I said the movie dies with the play. As soon as he's done with the play, the movie dies. It for me, it gets bad. And I like I don't do this a lot. I was on my phone at the end. I try not to be on my phone during movies. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't focus on it. It lost me. This movie actually kept me. And I was just talking really? to Joe yesterday about how like. So I don't have a good attention span, which is why I am much better with TV than movies mm-hmm. because I just, you know, I can only handle like something for like an hour and then I'm like, I need to go do something else. But this movie, because sometimes I'll just literally be watching a movie and it could be a decent movie, but I'll be like, how long is this? <laughs> and this movie, I didn't feel that way. I was like, okay, we're, we're in the second act and it was very clear cut. You could tell what was the first act, what was the middle act and what was the second act. And it was just like, it was very... Um, well-structured. I think that the pacing in this movie was actually decent. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I thought the pacing was decent. Oh, wait, I have written down mm-hmm. the pacing is weird. Well, maybe, maybe I just. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I personally think the pacing is a bit, like, is a bit, like, it's fine. I, I kind of enjoyed the I was, pacing. I was fine with the pacing. I, I like how the song, this movie kind of reminded me of another movie musical called The Last Five Years, which is a very weird movie because of pacing because it's t- it's a story told from two different perspectives going in opposite directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what this movie was because it's not just jo- jonathan larson's perspective it's also his girlfriend's perspective it's his friend's perspective um and i i really like how this movie was able to tackle different um themes and issues like at the same time you know like at the core it's a story about uh making your life matter and what does that mean to certain people? And I think that a lot of movies try to do... I think that that's something that Lost in Translation tried to do that failed. Um, like, trying to be like, oh, wow. this, this mattered. And life is so short, so you got to not be an asshole like Bill Murray. But this you mean movie, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. But <laughs> this movie does it so right because you have Andrew Garfield's character. You have Andrew Garfield, who, by the way, Andrew Garfield carry 20, carried 2021. He is just so amazing. Were you guys surprised that he could sing? That's really him singing. Yeah, I was. Really, I, was yeah, really I didn't know surprised. he could sing. He's a good <laughs> singer. That's the only thing. Like he's, he's. I mean, I really loved his performance in this movie. That was the only thing that was like, oh my gosh, it's. Oh, I fucking I hated his performance. Why? He played. A, he played like a coked out cartoon character. I hated all of his. He was like trying to do a like a fucking Jim Carrey the whole time. No. And I'm like, why you're tra- you're playing an actual person? He was like, oh, he was always like. 
I, my name's Jonathan Larson, and I'm Jonathan in the musical, Larson and I love eccentric person. No, but he, he, he overplayed. He overplayed it way too much. So. He overplayed it. I mean, there, I think there are some moments where he does overplay it, but I really enjoyed his performance overall. I, I got used to it. I got you. I, 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 I'll say this: I got used to it, but I still didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, the only, like, this is a problem with, like, most movies I have, like, that I genuinely hate, and that's, like, putting narration. Do you guys, did you guys find it annoying that, like, it's, like, cuts back to, um, um, Andrew Garfield, like, narrating the story or something? No, I actually, I have written down that, like, I can't tell if I like the cut back to the stage adaptation. Um, but looking back, I think that that was pretty effective. I, I like that. I think sometimes it kind of brushes over the emotional moments. Like, I think there's a scene where he cuts back right after uh, his fight with Michael. And, and then he cuts back after his workshop and basically no one cared about it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, he, he does the right pauses and he delivers his lines fine. But I just think that... Um, less cuts would have been back to him performing on stage with Vanessa Hudgens and the other guy would have been better because, I mean, it's true to the structure of the show because originally this was performed by him and two other people on stage and it was just him, like, and these people singing and telling the story of his life thus far. And so I like that they included it because it stays true to the original stage adaptation, but I do think that when you're making it into a movie, you have to weigh you know, what scenes are going to be conveyed on stage and what scenes are going to be conveyed in, in our movie sphere. Um, because that kind of messes with the diegesis of the world. Like, you know, it's when it's cutting back and, mm-hmm. um, and I think that like, it's, it was cool to have him and other characters break out into song. Like I like the scene in, in his apartment when he's having that party and he kind of like breaks out in song. Um, because that, that again, that fall, when I watch musical movies, I always have ingrained in my head, is this movie following traditional musical structure while still following traditional movie structure? Which, when I say traditional movie structure, I'm really, those are like loose words because, you know, when you have like In the Heights, that was like more of a traditional movie musical, but then you also have like uh, scenes that are playing with reality, like the scene where they're like dancing on the building Mm -hmm. or whatever. This movie kind of did that and I enjoyed that. but I think that, you know, that scene in his apartment where he's like burst out into song, that was necessary because, you know, the rule with musicals is you you talk until you become too emotional to sing. And then when you're too emotional to sing, you start dancing, too, you know, and I feel like which this movie is like wasn't that big of a dance movie, which mm. is kind of like mm. expected. Yeah, not much choreography like yeah. Yeah, for the dance sequence. Yeah, which is fine. Um, not all movies can be West Side Story. But I I did I think I did like the the cutting back between forth between him on stage and him in in his apartment and with his girl. I mean I personally didn't like it because I think like he was just narrating the entire story. And you I just, felt it was like narration. Yeah, and I I genuinely hate narration. I mean I'm in the I'm in the middle. Narration can be good or bad. But one thing I didn't like what you're talking about before I didn't like the fantasy parts of this movie, like the part um like the part in Sunday Diner when like the the front of the diner opens up I. At first, I was looking at that, at that, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like cool." And then I saw it, and it just looks awful. The it CGI didn't, it didn't look that good. Wait, what scene are you talking about? When the about? diner opened up, and they were just like the C. I was I very. I don't know what scene you're talking about. I watched the movie this morning. That's so sad. <laughs> oh my god! I was very. <laughs> this is a 
little embarrassed. Wait, what is the specific? The diner scene. You know when the diner opens up, right? That's what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. I know what the Sunday diner, but I don't know what that scene specifically. It opens up. There's all the the whole Hamilton cast is in it, basically. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Isaac wasn't paying attention either. Um, <laughs> there was, like, was like a couple of moments where I just stared at my phone while I was watching Oh my movie. god. That's Maybe what I was doing. Wrong. Maybe y'all have the bad attention. <laughs> no, because I, I never do this with any other movie. Even movies that I find like boring. Yeah, I, I usually don't do this. I try to avoid that as, like, but, as much as possible. And this one I, I couldn't. The, yeah, I want to get the full movie experience. This one I couldn't bring myself. Well, like, it was really just the, when the third act came along, I was like, okay, show's over, folks. I mean, what what other positive things can you say about it, Joe, besides the second half of the second act? Um, <laughs> there's got to be a couple. There's got to be a couple. Um, uh, what about the score? I don't know. It's all right. It's <laughs> Joe doesn't like musicals. Oh, I, I do. I, it no, just, you don't. I mean, they just have to be really... I liked West Side Story. I liked... Um, <laughs> I actually liked... Uh, do you have a Hanson better than this? And same, same writer, same writer, same guy. Yeah, same writer. I thought Do you have a Hanson was marginally better than this movie because I felt like it just had more good ideas. Um, attention, I think, everyone! I'd I think, like to announce that I'm going to be killing myself. I on think. Air. I think this movie had better execution, you know but what? fewer good ideas. I'll do it in the same way that I'll. Jump out of a tree in honor of dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. No, but instead, it, instead it's not you, it's a doll. No, yeah. I, Joe, are you seriously telling me? Like, you watched the same movie as me. Yeah, right? this was marginally worse. I think I had better execution, but fewer good ideas. Dear Evan Hansen was a bunch of good ideas slapped together poorly. This no, was a what, this was no a bunch of bad ideas, ideas slapped together well. In <laughs> it's the same writer. Who? Wait, Steven um, Jabowski wrote Tick, Tick, Boom? Yes. Steve, no, yeah, he wrote, he wrote the screenplay to this movie. Let me look. Oh, good. Yeah, he redeemed Hansen. himself. What did he, what did he... He wrote, he directed Dear Evan No, no, for, okay, for Dear Evan Hansen, he also wrote the screen, uh, screenplay for it. Yeah, That's it was it. fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, I just want to say, we haven't talked about Dear Evan Hansen a whole lot on here, but like, if your attempt suicide scene is... Ben Platt dummy falling out. If I laugh when Ben Platt attempts to commit suicide, that's bad. Like, for reference, Stephen Jabosky's best movie, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, when the main character goes to commit su- like goes to attempt suicide, you are like, oh shit, like you feel it. You don't feel that with Dear Evan Hansen. You're just laughing. You want him to die. You're like, yes, kill yourself. It would honestly be hilarious. In this movie, when characters are in danger, like when his friend comes out with saying he has AIDS, like you feel things. Oh, no, I hate Maybe it. Joe yeah, didn't because no. he's well, a mindless you, cop. No, none of I didn't like, well, I didn't. I never said Dear Evan Hansen was good. I just said it was better than this. No. I don't think Dear Evan Hansen's no. a good movie, but I don't think this is a good movie either. I did not like any of the characters really in this movie. I ne- uh, Stephen, what, uh, fucking John Lawson almost, but his friends, I didn't like his stupid friends. You didn't I didn't like his like, girlfriend? Uh, get, uh, she was okay. <laughs> I didn't really care. I just felt like th- I just felt like I was being thrown archetypes with not a lot the of the girlfriend story was a little archetypal. Well, they did it better in La La Land. I just um I don't know. I feel like this movie felt 
impersonal. And I know it's based on, you know, a personal account, but mm. I mean, the guy didn't, I obviously the guy didn't fucking write the screenplay and the guy didn't direct it. I just felt, I just did not feel connected. I felt this was very impersonal, very archetypal and not very deep. Mm. And I, I couldn't, and there was a lot of things so I couldn't like, relate to. like a movie that like, like, like when Manuel Miranda didn't like, he didn't have the need to tell this story. I don't. Like, I, I think he got it. I think he got a check, and I think the screenwriter got the same check. Yeah. And I don't know if they had any. They might have well, liked the play. At least the script was better than Dear than Dear Evan Hansen. Or... No, I don't think the script oh, was better. Oh, okay. I think that no. Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> did nothing for the musical theater community, both the stage musical and the movie, and I don't like either really. Um, this movie was just energy after, like, energetic af scene after energetic scene. And that's really owed to Andrew Garfield. Like, his energy is persistent throughout the entire experience. And from the beginning, you know, you're just completely immersed in his performance. And, like, well, like, I don't know. I mean, I just love Andrew Garfield because, like, as most girls do. But when he comes on stage, like, when he comes out of the curtains and, and he's, like, Everyone's clapping. I'm like, y'all should be bowing. Like, this man is about to take us on the ride of our lives. And he does. Every single scene with him is emotional and raw. And and he just brings this charisma and energy. And he looks a lot like Jonathan Larson. It's, like, really weird. People who saw Jonathan Larson perform in Tick, Tick, Boom originally when it was, like, on stage back in the 90s, they literally put, like, him and Andrew Garfield side by side. They're, like, wearing the same clothes like, say what you want about Lynn and, like, him just getting wanting to get a check, but it's clear that he paid attention to the detail in this movie. Like, every, like I will admit, like, the diner scene with the CGI was a little cheesy. Yeah, what's, what's with, with the, the CGI? CGI? You don't even remember that scene, I think. <laughs> what are you talking I mean, about? Well, I, I do remember, remember this one scene between, like, Mike and um, Jonathan Larson with that scene where they're, they're in the hotel, because that looks like CGI. I like that scene. Actually. Uh, that, that, that looks so I didn't. Yeah, right I didn't there. like that song where they're comparing, like, his what? shitty apartment. I thought that was a fun I thought that was a fun <laughs> It's a good song. All, all the songs in this are really good. Hey, not all of them. What songs know. did you not like? Um, okay, wait. I think I remember the diner sequence. Like, like the, the diner, diner song was like, like I mentioned before, the diner song wasn't that good. Like, like when, when that played, I just I just didn't like it. Because <laughs> you've never worked in fucking food service. You don't know what you it's like. You shouldn't have to have worked in food service. No, like, it's like, just more relatable if you have. I know, but like, what's this the point of a song if it's not to tell a story, not to? panda to those who've already lived through it mm -hmm. and i think well, this movie, i feel like this movie won't really resonate with you if you're not a creative person i i, I think the opposite again i think that this is people this is not for i guess honestly I, i'm being a hypocrite right now because of what i just said but i i have to speak on what i thought of the movie personally this is not a movie for people who've been through these situations because it's just playing them back with really nothing there's no gimmick there's no there's no really point. What is it saying that I don't already know? And the the answer is really nothing. And so, it's not really saying anything special that no other movie... I mean, movies have... Again, except some key moments in the second part of the second half, I don't see anything that this movie does that's special or any reason for it to be filmed. It's just special because... It it's simple. It's special because it's simple. It tells a simple story about something that a lot of people can relate to. You know, if you didn't relate to it, that sucks. Oh, I, relate, but... I, I related to it. I just was like, okay, so this is 
okay, yeah, I've been there. Now what? What are you going to say about it? Where is this going? And it just goes basically nowhere. You, why do you need a movie to reach beyond the horizons of just saying being a creator is hard? Why do you need it to play around with format? Why do you need it to to like reach for straws in order for it to be meaningful? Well, because, I mean, because you just said being a creator is hard. You just said in five seconds what this movie took two hours to say. And I got the same emotional reaction out of what you just said than I did out of this movie, basically. It just says. It doesn't show. It says, you know. I feel like, okay, I mean, that's a decent point, saying mm. that this movie does show, uh, tells and doesn't show, which I, I feel like it's, you kind of, remember, this, this movie is based off of three people mm. talking about this guy's life. With yeah. a piano, a guitar, and a microphone. Like, and that simplistic setting was able to translate on screen and still tell the same story. I wonder if you would have liked the original stage production. I might have. I just don't think this this had this needed to be filmed. I think that um, Tick, Tick, Boom should have just been left as this production because that's what, that was Jonathan Larson's original intent. He didn't intend for all of this side shit that was added so that they could make a movie you know and i think i mean jonathan lawson that guy's the original artist and he i think made a choice to make it just this little you know small little thing like this you know one guy at a piano and then another musician see i feel like the I movie was still intimate despite it not being what it was originally intended to be i think it's very dis i felt well, very emotionally Isaac, distant joe and i have very <laughs> different I'm like, opinions i'm literally like i think of a middle ground person at this point <laughs> you should sit you should be sitting here <laughs> <laughs> i should um i don't like i like i see your point and i see your point like my point is that i just like enjoyed I, like, there are some parts I enjoy, but I just didn't like the narration. There are some songs I didn't enjoy, like that Diner Songs, uh, sequ- song, ah, Diner Song, I can't speak English, that, that I mentioned before. What about, like, um, is there, was there, like, any humor, like, in this movie that was uh, any remotely good? I think the, uh, the... The Diner Song was hilarious to me, because I've worked in, in food and I forgot that's how the song how, goes that's how it, i don't really know how it goes either <laughs> i liked the therapy scene i thought it was like i mean i get that they wait there's a therapy scene yeah <laughs> wait we were song. talking about that that's the name of the song <laughs> wait oh wait no no it was a scene okay wait no okay maybe you didn't get it it's the uh scene where they're fighting guys florida has oh, taken over this. isaac's brain okay. cells okay that okay i'm drinking so too much florida water okay, because, i got it uh, <laughs> I got, piss I, got, I got the scene. I got the scene. I like that gosh, scene. My gosh, this movie, like, I think, like, after 10 minutes uh, after watching this movie, I completely forgot what just happened. There's some things that I do remember about it, but, like, overall, it's not like, I don't think it's, like, a very memorable movie. So, Isaac, do you like it or not? Because at the beginning, I got the impression that you did. But... I li- okay, I like it, but the issue is, like, can you still like something even though it's not memorable? Or Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I, okay, the th- yeah, okay, then. That I like the movie. It's just that it's not memorable. It's not, like, it doesn't have, like, a great impact on me compared to other movies that I have seen. Well, what other movies about being a creative resonate with you guys more? Because this movie is absolutely, so? like... Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Soul La- is uh, better than this movie. I yeah, Soul like, is better. <laughs> Lost in Translation. No! <laughs> Literally. This movie is light years better. You this know movie why? is more upfront. It's more... 
<laughs> if lost in translation is an ocean, this is a puddle. Like, and it's easy to understand. It's easy. This is a much easier, a more palatable movie than Lost in Translation. But I think that if you get Lost in Translation, you're going to get a lot more out of it than you did this movie. It really, de- I mean, again, it's all subjective because Lost in Translation to me was just so empty because it was just like two middle-aged white people or like one middle-aged white guy and one young white girl like trying to figure out their place in the world. But this was a guy who knew what he was doing, who spent hours and like put in the work and he still like didn't get to see the fruits of his labor. Like, like you guys need to I, understand that. Like imagine if Isaac became the CEO of Disney and then died the next day. That is what this yeah, movie, but the movie is doesn't go, the movie doesn't go into that though. No, it doesn't dwell on his death, which is a lot what people are really li- like. But as somebody who, you know, I wasn't aware that he was dead. I quite honestly did not even know he was dead until this movie came out. I, I, I thought I was like, oh yeah, the rent guy. I didn't know he was fucking dead, and he died of an aneurysm. He basically worked himself to death. Like this is a movie that shows you like what you can become, but it also shows the positives of just working and never giving up and just keep experiencing and giving There's yourself... There's like most movies, though. I, I think no. this movie grossly misuses his death by showing it at the beginning of the film. I think it tries to instantly get emotional reaction out of you because they know that the first act can't carry itself, so it uses his death. There's no reason for his death to open the movie, <laughs> in my opinion. But can you imagine... Okay, but you would say the same shit about the movie if it would have ended with his death. You no, wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I think it should end with his death because that makes sense. It shouldn't begin with his death. I mean, technically, death. it still ends with his death. Yeah, it, it does, but it begins... And I don't have a problem with that. That makes sense. Yeah. But it begins with the death. That is a ploy that's using it. There's no point... like. Why do I, as an audience member who doesn't know who Steve, or even who knows who this guy is, need to know this at the beginning of the movie? Like, isn't that more impactful that way to lead the death at the end? Because like, if you, you can just present like death what, in the beginning, it's like it oh, shocked I think me. I yeah, it's shocked. It's cheap. I think it's cheap. That's not. Cheap. I think it's a use of. I thought that was a gross misuse of his death, and I think that it was unnecessary to tell the story it, out of order. All she said though was, "This is the story of Jonathan before we lost him." And then she got into the details at the end of the movie. Yeah, but they, sh- I mean, they showed the I mean, whole rent thing yeah, and they showed the end. Because, right, yeah. guys, you are not, I'm not trying to condescend. I'm really not. But, like, y'all don't understand the colossal impact rent had on musical theater. Y'all don't sure. understand the colossal impact this man had on musical theater. Okay. In mu- okay, literally. What is Rent about? Can you guys tell me the plot of Rent? Yeah, it's about like a bunch of um, people living in this uh, apartment shit and they don't want to pay rent. They sing a song about the beginning. <laughs> and then like a bunch of people have AIDS. The one guy dies to make a documentary at the end. Shitty movie. I don't know about the show. Wait, that, that was the movie? Or? Basically. I'm not just talking. I haven't seen the show and I've, I've only, I saw the movie a while ago, so I don't really remember all of it. Really, I remember the beginning more than the end. But yeah, I remember like, the beginning song. It, it's just. It's so much more than people who don't want to play pay rent. It's about I'm singing the song. I'm singing the rent song. <laughs> How does it go, Joe? Two five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred. Well, everyone remembers to sing. Hallelujah. Everyone remembers that we just need to get Isaac to curse. Um, but like, rent changed the trajectory. Trajectory of musical theater because it showed real issues that real, it was so much more. Do you know what musicals used to fucking be about? It used to be about like white people and, and marriage and like, it used to be like, when you look at like uh, traditional musicals, like Anything Goes and Oklahoma and My Fair Lady, it was like so typical. It was like 50s capitalist 
like traditional American or values. Or the Lion King or Aladdin fall in that line? Aladdin came, and Lion King came after. We're not even this, talking. Well, Lion King, the movie, came before Ren. But like the musical came after. Well, this anyway. is all great, but the movie doesn't tell this story. This uh, because movie this movie is not Rent. This movie no, is I a know, love but, letter to Jonathan Larson no, but and his I, legacy. Like I'm saying, like what you're saying doesn't say... It doesn't. This movie doesn't say what you're saying, and I think anybody who went into this, like who like is uber into Rent, would know it beforehand. So what's the point of this scene? Well, which scene? The beginning, the beginning scene? scene where they because talk about they're trying to show like Rent was. We will never. You guys will never. Like none of us will really ever understand the impact Rent had on the LGBTQ plus community, the theater community, like shows were not talking about these things. Like Broadway is not as homophobic as Hollywood, but Broadway didn't have, like it was, it's always been heteronormative. There's always like people grew up with, you know, the princess and prince story. And, and like this story was, this story had multiple complex characters. And guess what? Musicals used to be about rich people having problems, which they fucking don't. I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> Jeff Bezos doesn't need to worry about anything. I, I, I think everything you're saying is great, but the movie doesn't say that. And if it wanted to say this, Would all this, and it should have. preferred this movie if it was more like a documentary? If it was a true biopic? No. I don't, I would not have preferred it more if it was more like a documentary. I would prefer it more if it took place five years in the future when he was making Rent and when he was shopping Rent and maybe this movie could have been half the movie then the other half it, of the movie could have been his... He literally died like right after... Yeah, I know, but he still, he still rented, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he still wrote it, he still shopped it. This would, he died the night of uh, the, the night before the of the opening, yeah. and that's the that's the finish line. You don't have to show that. You that doesn't matter. I want to see him making this. I want to see his um, you know, his reaction to his fa- the failure of this dystopian um, movie. I want to see well, you all that. Get I don't to see that. I, well, his reaction to the failure, yeah, but not what he does as a result. Yes, you he do. Just, well, he, he just kind of mopes. He no, he works on the next one. That's what he says to his girlfriend. Yeah, he says that, but I, I mean, what do we see? What you want to see? But you just yeah. saw him writing this other musical. Yeah, this musical that went nowhere and didn't have an effect on. Broadway. That's the point. That's the point. It's about you have so like people. Nobody knows about Superbia. Like no, like except for major Jonathan Larson fans. A lot of people don't even know about Tick Tick Boom, except for major Jonathan Larson fans. And. I think that this movie saying that like you will have some projects that you pour your heart and soul into that will never see the light of day because nobody cares is such a meaningful message because it it shows that like even Jonathan Larson, who might I add again, worked himself to death, still never gave up and he still committed to his art even after being told he would not make it. Even, I, I just don't would, think the movie saw like, that through. So would, would you like to be, um, would, like, would the movie be, be better if it, like, maybe just go, uh, got in depth with the, um, what was the musical, Rent? Like, maybe got in depth with him. Rent is already a movie. Well, There's already no, shit about I don't, I don't care. I'm not asking for another Rent movie. I want, I, I mean, I just, I guess I want more of an overview mm-hmm. of his whole life rather than a snapshot. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have interested me. But, like, would have been better if, like, maybe, like, it would have been more impactful if he could have been seen, like, writing rent or, like, experiencing... I would have liked to see more of the... I would have liked this movie to be, again, like, half of maybe a first act of another movie. I would have liked to... Like, I get what you're saying, Emmy, but I don't think the movie follows, follows through with that. It shows failure, but only briefly success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show the path to success. It only shows his failure. I would have liked to see more of the path of success. 
I can yeah. I can get behind that. I just think that there's a lot of movies about success and people working and succeeding. But like, I like that this movie because that's what he was. He worked and worked, and he didn't even get to see his success. He has no idea what Rent has done mm-hmm. for the, the for the theater community because he died. And I also think that this movie kind of serves as a cautionary tale about working too hard. You know, much like Hamilton, and I think that Lynn understood that. I honestly think that even though he's not like a great director by any means, that Lynn was the perfect person to direct this movie because he is a creator who understands the implications of working day and night, mm-hmm. working, mm-hmm. you know, avoiding things, um, neglecting relationships that you should actually be nurturing because you think that this is going to be your big break and this is going to be your purpose in life. It's another thing Soul talks about is like the whole purpose. And I think that's an integral theme to Tick, Tick, Boom is like, what is my purpose? What am I working for? What will I be doing? You know, and I honestly think that this movie is, um, well, the show at least was ahead of its time. I think that Jonathan Larson kind of knew he was digging his own grave. Because, like, you can argue that the that the metaphorical title of Tick, Tick, Boom, the boom is his death. Like, he, or it's either his death or it's, like, rent. Or maybe it's mm. a combination of both. Because it was just a lot of ticking. This whole movie is just ticking. And I, I like how the ticking keeps coming back. And, you know, in the moments that are very emotional. I don't think it's overplayed. I think that it's really significant because it allows you, as a viewer, to be immersed in his thought process and his feelings. And once the ticking kind of culminates into his his boom moment which is him doing this workshop um or what he thinks is the boom it's actually not and then it's just more ticking you know i feel like and uh, you know you can argue that the boom is his death or his or his uh success with rent or it could be both yeah you the know, boom like, transcends like- his life like the boom is like the the effect that rent and his work had on people because there are people that like swear by rent like there are people that consider it like the best musical ever made mm-hmm. you know and for good reason it's a really powerful movie um well show at least i know joe didn't like the movie but like <laughs> it's when you really think beyond the fact that like and also i just appreciate movies that um draw attention to issues that still need to be talked about aids still needs to be talked about even though it's not a crisis anymore it needs to be talked about because i we're kind of we're living in a pandemic right now um and it's a pandemic that is still instilling fear is uh being manipulated by politicians we're being fed false information by all sorts of outlets that are supposed to be helping us and that's kind of what like well again none of us live through aids but that's kind of what uh, is left in in the history of the AIDS crisis is like it was a time where people were just literally rapidly protesting homosexuality. People were rapid like people would not hang out with gay people because they thought touching them would get them AIDS. And you kind of see that with COVID. Like you know, for obviously AIDS was a lot more um, culturally significant for the LGBTQ plus community. But you, I just feel like this movie came out at a really good time. Like, I feel like this movie is a perfect, like, end of the year movie because we're now entering as as Americans, like, we're entering this next chapter of, you know, what is what is our life going to be like after this? And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I like how it's, again, it's told through Jonathan's perspective, but because he's not experiencing it directly, you know, he's not the ultimate eyes of the story. It's Michael and other gay men because that's who it was ultimately affecting. Like every single 
straight cis person likes to say that like AIDS was so hard for them, but really it was only hard for you because you were watching people you love die, which is a very hard thing. I mean, I just, I lost my grandfather to COVID. It's a hard thing, but you know, the people that were experiencing not only like an illness that kills you slowly and very painfully, like you were also experiencing people like protesting your very existence because you wanted to love somebody like that's, that's traumatizing. That's emotionally like stigmatizing in terms of people just going around and, um, and literally acting this way because they think that it's better for the course of history and America and like you see that now so like what do you guys think about this movie in terms of I'll I'll talk about this scene what did you guys think about the scene between Mike Michael and John in terms of when they're arguing and Jonathan's like you don't know what I've been through you don't know what's going on and Michael's like I can't go on a date with a guy in public because I'll get beat up or I'll get ridiculed like you have no idea what you have because he's a straight white man mm-hmm. and and Michael is is a Hispanic gay man and he's built this and they argue about how John is in this shitty apartment and he's still working but Michael has this like lavish life but he's working at an empty quote unquote job but for him it's enough for him he's just happy that he was able to make it in corporate America as a gay Hispanic man you know so like what did you guys think of that scene I don't know pain <laughs> games a rough game to play um I mean, like, I mean, for me personally, I felt like that was like the the strongest point for me. It's like a really incredibly like it's a powerful moment, I guess, um, especially, especially like the, the dialogue exchanged and, and like, you know, it's just, just like, like and again, too, like um, this is a thing like with most uh, movies that I've seen. And this is something that the movie didn't do, like no music played throughout that, like throughout the like the intense part of the film and like that's something most movies would do because like it's just to oh we gotta put music in it to make it more impactful but this movie doesn't do that it's just like complete silence do you think that was a good choice yeah that was definitely 100 percent it's a good choice and that's like my biggest issue with most movies like that i've seen because they it's like we gotta put music music in equals more emotional impact yeah and they do that too with like the intense parts like intense parts of most movies too it's just like that's not how it's supposed to work. You can, it can easily, it can just be as like, it can still have the same impact without music. And it did. It's like, I think it's like an incredible scene. Um, it's an incredible low point. Um, but then like after that, when like, when the scene just of him like running through the, you know, just running back and playing the piano, I don't know. Cause like it keeps cutting back to the narration. It's just like, okay, come on. No, please. I don't want narration. I mean, yeah, John's, I kind of see the John getting up on stage and being in the show as kind of a reflection of what happened. Because this movie kind of battles with two different settings. It's the setting of Tick, Tick, Boom, the show, and the setting of Tick, Tick, Boom, the movie. Mm. And I feel like sometimes it's messy in some parts in terms of mashing those two together. But um, I feel like the scenes with him on stage aren't as pretentious as they maybe could have been so i give props to that i understand why it's kind of annoying because it's like narration but that's just how the yeah, show I, I, in general, was originally i just really performed. hate i just really really hate narration show you're no, staring you off into space club. what are you what are you uh, ruminating <laughs> up in yeah uh, fight club is one of the only movies that does narration no you watch will it. watch fight club because uh, the narration does not take away from the movie it's yeah. done in an effective way because it are breaks the fourth yes it's funny fight club actually uses narration as as a comedy device and it works so well 
We're not here to talk about Fight Club. Okay. Joe, you're staring off in um, space. <laughs> I'm just thinking. You got some thoughts. I, I, Let's hear them. I'm just thinking about how earlier in the year, Andrew Garfield was in a movie called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, and I thought he was great That's in that movie. movie. Yeah, The Eyes of Tammy I Faye. That, I, never heard of I thought that just came out. Oh, Isaac, you'd love it. It's about Christian people being assholes. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, Televangelist. I love God Not Dead. He was, he was in that movie, and I thought he did great. Um, I don't know. What, what about, about The Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Yeah, he you know he was good. He's the uh, third best Spider-Man to do. Um, but like, guys, you know, this podcast was... will not feature No Way Home spoilers, <laughs> right, guys? Uh, I guess we're gonna have to cut that out. Uh, but I like that. Okay, well, I we just, haven't said anything weird. about No Way Home yet, so we're fine. I, th- um, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you, you we could have gone through that podcast well, without you bringing it up. I think yeah. we, okay. I, I was just trying to say that y'all were gonna spoil something. And I didn't want people yeah, to... and we're back, folks. Um, <laughs> back. Technical difficulties. We, yes, we had to. Cut a part out where Isaac said the F word choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, now I think he deserves an Oscar nomination for the eyes of Tammy Faye. But I don't think he deserves one for this one. So I'm just thinking. But his performance was kind of the best thing. Well, well he got like an award for best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Oh, well, good for him. <laughs> oh, good for well, him. Well, he was nominated. He didn't win an award. Oh, is it Golden, like, Golden Globes or something? Yeah, well, yeah it says, like, uh, Golden Globes, Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Yeah, probably for this, probably not Eyes of Tammy Faye, because nobody saw that movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it. I saw it. It was good. <laughs> I like it more than this one. I just... This movie it just hits, guys. It hits so mm-hmm. hard for me, because... I just related, I was really just like, and especially how I feel so bad that Jonathan Larson is like rolling in his grave, you know, not being able to witness the success that he's had. <sighs> it's it's just, it's very emotional. It's not perfect by all means, but I really enjoyed this one. I mean, do you think it's a great debut for Lin-Manuel Miranda? I no? think so. Debut. I don't think it's great. Yeah, like, isn't this his first film that this he is, Directorial it? debut. I guess so. It's just weird to say it's his debut. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this man before <laughs> no. in my life. Who the fuck is Lin-Manuel Miranda? I don't know who this Lin guy is, but he's well, Okay, well, Joe, what do you think? Is this a good film for his uh, directorial <laughs> What kind of question is that? What do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> you think I'm going to say yes? <laughs> uh, I want to hear your opinion. Maybe everyone else wants to hear your opinion. No, it's not. <laughs> Why do you think so? Because <laughs> I thought the movie sucked. <laughs> what? I don't know what you expected me to say. What do you think, Isaac? in his throat? Sorry. Yeah. What? what do you think, Isaac? Do you think this is a good director debut? Of I, feel, like, I think it's like an interesting star. Like It's not like a perfect movie well, it's not like a great movie it's like a, i think it's a good movie it's like an interesting start but um let's well is he a seth MacFarlane or is he turning into no one? he's better he well he's seth MacFarlane in terms of he brings <laughs> up he does he takes on a lot of projects and then half-asses the latter part of them Okay. Yeah. If you like look Vivo, at Vivo, for example, yeah, like Vivo, like this. Did you like, like Vivo better than this movie? No, I did not um. like Vivo. What did he say? I'd be a, I'd be a. I mean, he, I mean, Joe has already uh, sent me to my deathbed yeah, early we, by saying that yeah. this movie was worse than Dear Evan Fucking Hansen. Yeah. So. It's like ma- marginally, marginally. <laughs> I'll give you that. I would rather. Do you but, see the hate in my eyes, Isaac? I do. Yeah, I you do. can see it in person. I can now. see the fire in your eyes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can see it too, folks. The benefits of a lot okay, of well, a lot. I've been watching Let's the boys. Let's focus on the positive. So I wish I could show, just okay? lay so Joe and I want you to list at least five things that what are positive. What the fuck? Okay, well, the I'm going to say ten, but you know what? I think no, five ten. is enough. God. Joe couldn't name uh, I like five, five things that are okay. positive, and it can't be stupid. Okay, well, I like the advertising scene. I thought that was fun. Okay. That's I fun. like the scene where he taps out the song on his girlfriend's shoulder. Because he's okay. writing a song. Um, <laughs> I almost forgot that scene for a second. I liked... Um, you know <laughs> the part... It, <laughs> you know the part... You know the... I like the title card at the end. The title card at the end? that count? Yeah, it's fun. It's a tick tick boom. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so that's three. <laughs> Do you need me to... You can tap out, Joe. I can jump in. Yeah, you want to well, go? Well, no, no, no. I want, I, no I okay, five go. things you don't. Okay, that, okay. How about two things she doesn't like? I gave three things I like. Uh-huh. That way, it's a total of five things. How about that? But I said That's five your... things you don't like. like Wait, five things no, I don't no, no, like. Five things you like. <laughs> okay, five <laughs> things I don't like. <laughs> I mean, I said five things you like about the movie. I said okay, I said, but you know. like, but like, she really likes the movie, so I think it should be like okay. Tradable. Well, then you have to name two things that she doesn't like that I don't like. Yeah, okay. I don't like in the in the song where they're like, "No more." Blah, 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 blah. I don't like what the, part was that again? The part where he's contrasting his shitty apartment with Michael's <laughs> nice apartment. Have you seen nice this job. movie? <laughs> 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 I've seen this film, bro. Literally, <laughs> I've seen this film like, and this like morning, at nine a.m. in the morning. All right. <laughs> I don't think you're brain was functioning this, yet okay I don't I think did, this film up. must be that forgettable okay okay it's not okay it's either you ask any jonathan larson just, fan well that i think that there's a bias there it's either that this film is forgettable or i have like short-term okay loss. maybe you were biased towards scarlett johansson's ass and that's why you liked lost in translation <laughs> well yeah <laughs> 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 Like, maybe that was the reason. Maybe you like, you know, I think Joe tends to like movies that have Bill Murray in them. A so good maybe magician a never tells his secret. <laughs> but well, no. the last two movies suggested was Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you just want to see Scarlett Johansson be sexy. I don't know, well, Joe. You got some weird thing going on. Well, I wouldn't say it's weird. Well, he did suggest movie nice. The movie he sent me I did not Joe know. literally just wants to watch movies about no. sex. Okay, look, look. <laughs> Marriage, Story, Marriage Story was a very not sexy movie. Marriage, marriage Story was Wasn't not a sexy movie. Wasn't there a couple movie. of scenes that involved sex? But I wouldn't call Marriage no, Story a sexy not movie. not really. I wouldn't I mean, call Lost in Translation a sexy movie past the first couple of <laughs> Bro, it literally... This, that's, the, that's the beginning. This movie, tri- Lost in Translation, tries to play with sexual tension because they never have sex, but, like, it's just stupid because if they do have sex, it's weird because he could be her fucking dad. And I will <laughs> yeah. say it again and again. In this movie, at least the couples are each other's ages. Like, at least, you know, Andrew Garfield is, um, Alexander Ship's age, you know, is or he? close to it, kind of. I think yeah. he's, isn't he, like, at least 10 Alexander years off? Alexander Ship. Oh, I'm see. sorry, Bill Murray is 25 years okay, older. Okay, but they didn't have Alexander sex. Alexander Ship is 30 years old, Andrew Garfield is 38. Really? He's 30? He looks like he's 50. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought he was a lot older. Probably you think ca- Andrew Garfield is 50 years like old? No, probably because I saw him in the eyes of Tammy Faye where he plays like a 50-year-old. What? Yeah, he does play like a 50-year-old. And he plays well, it well? he looks like a teenager yeah. to me. Yeah. I really like no, him in eyes ever, of Tammy Faye. When I, when I saw him in um, a recent film, I... <laughs> 
edit that out, I think. Yeah. When I saw him in this movie, how about? Yeah, he, when I saw him in this movie, he looked Well, old. people are going to assume it's this movie you're talking about. Just edit that part out. Yeah, that, we're, we're just edit it. Just, just say And folks, movie. folks, we are back with on the watch list. And Emmy was talking about how Andrew Garfield looked in this movie. Yeah. Does he look old also, or young? Also, like, it's just, look, I have a bias towards this movie because I'm a musical theater fan. And, and honestly, I, I thought Isaac was going to like this movie a little bit more, too. But apparently not. Um, Stephen Sondheim, his voice is in this movie. You know, on the audio recording. Bless, bless, bless you, me. Isaac. It was a cough. Shut up. God, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to bless you so that you didn't get the bubonic plague. Wow. Fuck me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. That was, that was a good ex- little exchange we had going on there. Uh, that's, one, that's one for the books. I'm trying to tap into Warner so I could... <laughs> I was just trying to say bless you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that does sound like now the big guy's not gonna be happy about this one. It just, it just occurred to me we didn't make a 37 reference in Lost in Translation. I got you the hard drive. Oh, thank you. Yo. So give me a special cord. I have. Oh, a cord. can I keep it? No, once you've done the project, I want it back. But yeah, I if I lose it. Stephen Sondheim's voice <laughs> almost made me cry because he's now no. dead. You know really? how many Broadway people died recently? It's so upsetting. Damn. Okay, this movie made me sad when Stephen Sondheim was there. Who's Stephen? Uh, was he? Did he make a cameo? Was he like a big character? I think it. Remember the scene where um, he's lying on his floor and he gets a message. That's Stephen Wait, Sondheim. What's uh, <laughs> I don't I even ask. Sure. Yeah, don't I even didn't ask. Fucking watch it. <laughs> I, swear, I swear I did. Yo, I, my I college password has been seen in a data leak. Let's go. I fucking love my. Let's school. see it. I, I, I watched this film literally 9 a.m. this morning. All right, guys. I swear. It's just that this movie is just so forgettable. What do you mean, Isaac? I don't have internet here. You need to look it up for me, please. Okay, let me look just... up if Steven Sondheim is in TikTok. Oh, okay, I was going to give you a pack. Okay. Oh, uh, it's okay. I'll look it up faster. Ooh, we're in a race. Um, I'm too while slow. they're busy, I'm going to talk about why this movie was good because y'all will agree with me. No, you got to say why this movie is bad. Oh, I have to say two things. Oh, yeah. yeah I you said one thing. I, I think. didn't like that scene and I didn't like. Um, Ha ha! What? That was again. a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Joe knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I don't like AIDS, and AIDS was that's a, not a negative. That's well, not a negative. AIDS well, was a okay, prevalent well, factor well, in this film, and I don't like AIDS. Um, I mean, uh, he was not in this movie, but he was in West Side Story. He was. Which version? So his voice wasn't. In the can, like it wasn't on the. I thought that was his actual voice. I guess not. He's not credited. That's really sad. Um. Okay. So apparently, it's just Barry Whitfield's voice, who I think is the guy who played him. If I said his name wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, he forgives you. Thanks. But he can't judge you for what you've done. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's dead. Um. I feel like the relationship between John and Michael could have been fleshed out a little bit more. That's something that I thought could have been improved. Because there's scenes where I was genuinely like, wow, John's an asshole. And then in another scene, I was like, wow, Michael's an asshole. And I was just like, oh, wait, they're kind of both I assholes. keep forgetting Michael. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> keep forgetting about this. What's the title of this movie, Isaac? <laughs> what is this movie yeah, about? I think this movie's about a bomb. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> 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 
It's actually an, uh, we're referring to the 2017 Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, which is an actionized film. It's not real. I just made uh, it. Oh, okay. I, like the fact that <laughs> I had him for a minute. I like the fact that this movie, uh, that I, I like that Andrew Garfield plays this guy named John because, like, John Arbuckle from Garfield and his last name's Garfield. So that's a positive. Add that. Put that on my tab, Isaac. That's another. That's another. And put positive. on my tab that I don't like AIDS in this movie. I literally have "Man AIDS Sucks" written down in my no. notebook. Oh, okay. Because this movie just I made me nothing, realize literally nothing how lucky I was to not live through the AIDS crisis and I got deal with more all this notes bullshit. For Anastasia, than I deal with. Tick, tick, well, Anastasia was so much worse than this movie. I actually, it's it's, it's funny because I was actually, I did an AIDS benefit like a couple weeks ago. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, of Yay. course. <laughs> I think Joe, he, didn't you, didn't you say you stole all the money, though? Well, I took a cut of the door. <laughs> the door? <laughs> of the, oh, you know, the money that they make out the door. It's money. <laughs> I, I, I charge my usual fee. Folks, this is a joke. <laughs> Folks, I did not steal money. Um, please do not get uh, like the cops come later. into trouble. Really? No. We have you saying on record that you no. stole yeah, money from really, yeah. Strike this from the record because yeah, this is not she? something that happened. <laughs> I'm just making and, a whole bunch of Simpsons reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that some shots were good and some shots were bad. I, my favorite shot in the movie is the, the pool. With the music notes on the tiles. Oh, I keep forgetting the pool scene. Yeah, wow. That's, <laughs> we throw this book at you. I remember the pool scene. I don't I so, like that. Taking back your Christmas gift. Not even you deserve to have a Raya book. For oh, good. I don't deserve it. Here you go. I'll take it. Okay. No. <laughs> I was totally... I thought you said you were going to bring it back. No, uh, I mean... I, um, I didn't like that scene too much. Which scene? The pool scene? I like the part where he was horny. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I wait, don't no. remember that well, The scene where he kept looking at the girl. He's like, smooth skin. Wait. Go up. Hot. Oh, that pool scene. <laughs> oh, now you get the pool <laughs> scene. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Isaac's like got his priorities <laughs> straight. Okay. See, again, all Joe cares about is sex and being horny. Well, that's where the cookie combos. He's the resident pervert. I'm very yes. curious of what Joe's going to suggest next. It better I not be the, like another like, movie night. Like, like my God, I thought that I was the up. spaz of this show. No, you Jesus. set me up, all right? Really I did not set you up with, like, folks, I've done a lot of bad things. But set Isaac up on boogie night is not something I will I did. say, Isaac, I really think you just pulled that one out yourself. Like, what? You liked Boogie you Nights too. Say. I like, yeah, I liked Boogie Nights, but I, I, I said the word porn and then. <laughs> oh, you said, just, said it again. Folks, clip it, clip it. Um, send it to his employer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Pixar, hey, do you want to hire a man who says porn? I don't <laughs> think you do. Uh, I love life. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a man who loves life? <laughs> do you want somebody whose spirit you cannot break? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he's friends with us. He should have been, his spirit should have been broken. Exactly. <laughs> it's the only reason he's friends. You'll never break I my really spirit. like the lyrics to to some, except for, except for the one lyric where he said, the boss is as wrong as rain. I was like, what does that mean? I just feel like that's so, that's too All I remember is that he took that when he watched the, the AIDS. No, he watched a senator say homosexuality is a sin and such, and he was like, "No, no, it is not." I'm gonna write a stupid lyric in in response to that. Yeah, what is that? What is that? I don't really know. Means the rain is incorrect. Rain is correct because it's a natural (laughs) occurrence of nature. Like it helps us. Like homosexuality. Joe and I rewatched the B movie yesterday. We We know what happens. I do not. I, I was 
Joe actually, I don't remember a lot of it. Like I actually, I actually watched like half of. No, wait, I was almost finished with Cars too. Actually, because really? I, I don't know. I actually wanted to watch bad movies because, like, I had posted on my story. Hey guys, what is the worst movie you've ever seen that makes you want to scream? And then they suggested like a bunch of movies that I've not seen. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a bad movie marathon. <laughs> um, we actually wa- we also watched the entirety of Thirty Seven the movie. Oh, great! Yeah. Oh, that's why you posted on your letterbox review. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I liked it. I liked it better the second time. I honestly think our viewing of Thirty Seven was very thorough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you notice new things. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed new things that I don't remember putting there, like the part Guys, where it begins Joe, and where it ends. You know, when when Joe like took the those five five hour energies, uh, yeah. he just doesn't remember. Oh, any, I, I July like July first happened, and then July thirtieth happened, and <laughs> everything in between just it's a blur. Could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you removed my animation. Yeah, I did. I, I like there will be redemption. I will okay. redeem you. I will redeem you. All right, good. I, I just need to, I'm gonna have to find I a way to Jonathan kill Max. Larson would be really proud of your creative effort, Joe, but he, oh, would, he would be mad that you didn't like his I don't know if he books. would like this movie. I don't know if he would have liked this movie. Well, Maybe not. Maybe he's crying in his Maybe. grave right now. Me and John, we, we're buddies. Okay. <laughs> and he told me. Wait, to what about John Favreau? No. He's just got all, Joe's got all the John dicks in his ass. Yeah. Like jo- Jonathan out. Arbuckle? <laughs> you know, How many Johns do you know? Well, my middle name's John. Oh, really? <laughs> so, well, what, what we're like related. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a special connection. So, what about John Oliver? No, I'm related to him. But, He's yeah. got my name. But John, but it's John Oliver. Well, maybe we're cousins. <laughs> I don't want to be related to Joe. Why not? Because he's Joe. Okay, I'll, okay, just, I'll just leave the podcast. Then. Yeah, like, he sucks. I'm kidding, Joe. You're no, a very no. good friend. That's Thank why you. I wrapped your copy of Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas and gave it back to you as a Christmas gift. She did do that. <laughs> you know, I was very surprised. I'm still I trying to find like a, a Blu-ray version of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Well, so it can. should be easy to find. It's like ten bucks. Oh uh, yeah, like I keep forgetting yeah. that I need to buy oh, that. You gotta though. get the Criterion Collection version. Oh, uh, is that is that like is there a steelbook collection it. of it or something? No, or? it's um the, it there's. And we told you about the Criterion Collection, right? Yeah, you did. It's like more special features and stuff. Mm. Oh, and it's okay. a better transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple. Very Excellent. fun. Excellent. Well, guys. <laughs> Excellent. This has been quite the episode. We didn't do the ratings. Yeah, we're going to oh, okay. do I the keep, ratings. I keep thinking you're going to forget that. Well, then, Isaac, if you're so <laughs> pumped up to do the ratings, <laughs> sounds like you should be doing Let's Let's hear your ratings. Um, I'm going to give Tick Tick. Boom, the movie about bombs, um, a 7 out of 10. So no, I think it was Yay. a decent movie. Uh, should we just go? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just, yeah. Like, tick, tick, boom, we're like, tick, tick, poo. Uh, not a fan. <laughs> um, I'm going to give tick, tick, boom a generous 4. 4 out of 10. <laughs> 3.54. Closer to You're 4. You're walking home, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hi. you could give Lost in Translation like a 4. Compared to... So, well, Joe and I just sort of don't like, a, like the yeah. same movies. Compared to... Except 37. We both yeah. seem to like that one. For some reason. No, compared to <laughs> this writer's last film... Do you have enhanced which in my book would have gotten a five or four point five. Oh my god! <laughs> it's much, much really worse. <laughs> I, uh, I may do. What's your rating? I haven't seen Dear Evan Hansen. Don't! To watch it. Um, it's marginally better. I, okay, well, Joe says it's marginally better, so I'm I will watch condemn it. Joe for <laughs> rating Dear Evan Hansen higher than Tick Tick Boom because Tick Tick Boom is seven sexy Andrew Garfields 
out of ten. Oh, yeah, really? I forgot you keep doing that. You're gonna do. That. Oh yeah, what should I? Ooh, open? Andrew Garfield. He's just that, so young. Um, I must say. Okay, wait. I gotta do uh, four. Um, what, what was Water this bottles. movie about? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was this movie about? Isaac doesn't remember. Apparently, uh, um, four um, unproduced musicals. Out of ten. Wasn't there three? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> folks, folks, look, you guys. You could have rated it lower. Folks, uh, if, you, if you're watching this, actually, probably the past couple episodes, but my new short film, Helen You, yeah. is out. It's even on Letterboxd now, so you can review it. Um, yeah, I gave humorous. it like a seven. It needs like more multi-burgers, and yeah. I forgive you. Yeah, it needs that. I understand that. <laughs> Did you say that line specifically to reference me or something? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I can say forgive without referencing you. But no, I, yeah, um, there is some quite talk about a lot of talk about forgiveness. Yes, I yeah, like, there was. I was it's like, a movie about forgiveness. I was like, Did yourself. you make this just to reference? Me no, I did not. God, Isaac, you're such a fucking narcissist. <laughs> Everything's about you. <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, go watch Hell and You on Secret Passes production. Solid. I, I like it. So what about 37 it. the movie? I, that's in the past. No, watch 37 the movie too. I actually just watch every video on my channel. <laughs> and subscribe. And you know what? Give me money too. I don't know how, but find a way. Life yeah, uh, finds, finds a way. way. Finds um, a way. You can <laughs> check out my website. Uh, I write stuff. I write poems. My first ever play, The Illusion of Selena, is out right now on my website. Um, you can check out popculturepress.org for all your streaming updates, movie reviews, and more. And you can subscribe to Emmy Oliver um, and maybe watch my Catch Me If You Can video once it's not done being copyrighted. Fuck you, Paramount. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Isaac? Uh, make sure to check out Isaac Multio. I make a lot of Disney reviews, and I'm planning to make like two video essays, um, which is one about Tarzan and one about Raya, because Raya is the worst Disney movie ever. <laughs> I will never stop talking about Raya. So um, yeah, be sure to check that the the yeah be sure to check out my channel. All the links will be in the description down below. And obviously, folks, tune in next week. Well, wait, no, two, two week, weeks. Two weeks. Oh, wait, wait. In, in twenty twenty one, are we gonna? We're gonna folks, be doing a Christmas well, no. present review. Let's argue. Um, let's argue in front of the children real quick. Should okay. we start doing weekly uploads in twenty twenty one? 2022, you mean? 2022, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I actually started doing weekly uploads. Really? Okay. Yeah, I did that like a month ago. Oh, no. Wow, and none of us noticed. Folks, uh, <laughs> did you stop recording? I'm still recording. Folks, I'm still recording. That's it for the show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's stop this. Guys, I'm Have a nice weekend, guys.